You're listening to the Slumber Party Podcast with your host, Amanda Jusen, a mum of two girls, a child and infant sleep expert, and general sleep lover. If you're a tired parent who is desperate for answers or just someone who loves sleep, this podcast was created just for you. Each episode is packed full of tips and tricks to help you maintain your sanity as well as your social life during the early stages of parenthood. So grab your headphones, it's time to get comfy. So back in November, Marley and I from Kale and Crunches got together and we did a live slumber party recording at Par Par Boutique on St. Clair West in Toronto. Uh, We had a huge (laughs) amount of moms. I was very overwhelmed. Uh, But that also was great news for you because we had a ton of baby sleep questions about everything. Um, You know, night wakings, feedings, um, you know, cried out versus is not. It's a pretty dense podcast. I hope you will enjoy. And if the sound isn't perfect, just do your best. <laughs> okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Slumber Party. We're here today live at Par Par. And I'm really excited that you all came because normally I'm in my office and I'm not like dressed like this. I'm very much in Lululemons or something, and I'm not showered. So a little taking some of the mystique off. Uh, but I want you to imagine that this is what I look like at all times when I am doing my podcast. Um, so Slumber Party is a podcast about sleep, but I try to tailor it to lots of mom issues. Uh, so you'll find that this season, we're talking about clothes, we're talking about bras, your body image, exercise, because those are all things that you guys are probably thinking about once you're sleeping. Uh, I call it like you're out of the sleep fog, right? You have, you know, two weeks of amazing sleep and you're like, wow, I care about clothes again, or I might want to go work out again. So, um, I hope you'll enjoy that se- or this season. But tonight, we're going to answer all of your questions uh, live. So like Marley said, we're going to go on Instagram. Um, so if you don't want to talk live and you want to like quietly send a question, you can do that through Instagram, through my account, or Marley's. Um, we both have question stickers there. And then after we answer some online questions, we'll go ahead and answer live as well. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's start. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I think this first question is a, a good one to start with. <laughs> the sound, P.S., if you're listening at home, the sound will be weird. and But everyone's being really quiet. Yeah. So I think it'll be okay. You're still allowed to shop. You guys yeah. are still allowed to shop too. And laughing really loud is okay. <laughs> okay, good. Good. Okay. <laughs> is sleep training necessary if mom and – oh, wait. That's not the one we want to start with. <laughs> Back up. Edit. Start. Edit. Okay. Um, I love the sirens. This That's is really I wanted the one about your philosophy. Oh, here. Okay. Can Amanda explain in her own words what oh, yes. sleep training is? What is her perspective on it, and why is it so controversial? This is such a good question. I did not plant these questions, by the way. No, this is uh, like a real screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so sleep training is a really dirty word. So I don't even like to use it, and I'm sure people don't even like to say it um, because it insinuates that we've left our baby – or it conjures up images of leaving this baby in a room where they're sad and they're by themselves, and we're like – just living our life and gallivanting around and being bad moms, right? So um, that's not what it is. So sleep 
training essentially is giving your child skills to sleep on their own. So I always, uh, the, the woman that I trained with talked about a sleep dance. So before you go to bed, you do a little sleep dance, right? So if you think about it and you won't stop thinking about it after I tell you this, but yeah, like I go to bed and I always go in on my right side and I pretend that I'm going to sleep there, but I never do. And then I like turn around and then I go on my left side and then I kind of turn onto my stomach and then I fall asleep. And those are some skills that I've developed over time. So essentially when your baby isn't sleeping or they're waking frequently, they don't have that dance. So sleep training is giving them the space to figure out that dance because it probably means that you're doing the dancing for them, right? Literally, quite possibly dancing, rocking, swaying, bouncing, feeding, pacifiers, all of those things. So we need to take those things away in order for them to develop the skill once they have the skill when they wake up all night long, which we all do really super naturally. And it's all very normal to wake up several times a night. They can go, I'm awake and I'm going back down. So that's what we want to do. So that's essentially what it is. Now, how do we give a baby space? Well, we stop helping them. When you stop helping them, your babies cry. And then that's where it gets controversial. So it's, the it's the space in between the stopping help and the crying that I come in and I say, okay, what are we going to do to help that baby when they're crying? And how do we support them emotionally? And what do we need to do for you? Um, it's controversial because we don't like to hear babies cry, right? And there we are, you know, giving we're leaving them in the sense that we're no longer doing the work, and it sucks and it pulls on all of our heartstrings. Um, it's not leave your baby and check out anymore. There's lots of ways in the middle. There are people who literally sit beside the crib the whole night while their baby learns how to do it. And there are other people who can't do that. And we try to find something that works for all parties. Did I answer that question? Yeah. Did I answer all the parts? Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I think another good follow-up question, another one from Instagram is, is sleep training necessary if mom and baby are happy with the current situation? No. And what I mean is, will the baby learn to consolidate naps, sleep through the night, fall asleep without being rocked on her own? I hear about it happening all the time. So I can't, like, no one ever calls me and is like, hey, man, I'm doing a discovery call because my kid sleeps really good. And this is like, I didn't do anything. What do you think? Right. No one ever calls me and says that. So yeah. I can't say yes for sure. But so true. I, <laughs> um, but you hear about it enough that it has to happen where people, like, what I do hear from clients is uh, their second or third babies, they'll say, I never had to sleep train. I've never had to do this. And I believe them. So I do think that there is a baby that comes out and just loves sleep. And probably what's happened is if mom is like, hey, oh, you're crying. And they're like, ah, and they're like, oh, that wasn't so hard. But they figured something out quicker and that required less intervention. Um, I do think it happens. I think it's pretty rare. Like if you are like I say aggressively, but if you know, okay, to get my child to bed, I have to rock, do this, da, da, da. I do the dance. I put on my sweater. I do a a hula. (laughs) If you have to do all of those things, someone's looking at me very strangely in the window. Do you see this? Yeah. Hi. (laughs) Um, If you have to do all those things, you're probably not one day. She's not going to be like, no, that's cool. Yeah. You, it, that's unlikely to happen. Yeah. I rocked, nursed, pacified Lily yeah. to sleep. And then only when she was sleeping, then I would swaddle her arms in, mm-hmm. pick her up, 
kind of do it again and then put her down. Look, you have your whole like step by step. I had my dance. And I also think that like, do you have to sleep train? No, there are lots of people who do actively help their children to sleep and love it. So like co-sleeping, they want a nurse to sleep and it's really important to them and everyone's sleeping. So then don't let anyone tell you that you have to sleep train. I'm only here for people losing their minds or think that they will lose their minds in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Probably a lot of people. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, I think this is a good one. When you put your baby down to sleep, is it okay to give her the pacifier? Sometimes in the middle of the night, she will wake up. If we pop the passy back in, she goes to sleep. I'm having difficulty of letting her cry in the middle of the night. I'm not sure how you determine if they actually need food or not. She seems to Mm -hmm. eat. Not sure if it's necessary. I don't want her to starve. Help. Yes. I also don't want your baby to starve. So this is another like um, on my Instagram, I had a little bit of a temper tantrum yesterday because, you know, you just read people's things. You're like, you know, sometimes babies need to eat at night and you need to go to them. And I'm like, yeah, of course you do. Like, who is saying you don't do that? So there's got to be something in the middle. Um so this is a it's a pretty broad question. So I'll answer in in broad way. Number one, you have to always speak to a professional. So talk to your doctor or a sleep consultant to be like, this is how much my baby weighs. This is how they eat. Um, if you have you know a six pe- or a six month old baby who is like eleven pounds, um, and your friend also has a six month old baby, but that baby is like a sumo wrestler, they probably don't need to eat. And you can't compare the two. Like every yeah. baby is going to be so different. And I'm not trying to be cagey about that. I'm really like, I'll have a four month old who's sleeping through the night and I have a four month old with the exact same profile eating twice. And there's no reason. It really can be developmental. Um, So I don't know how to answer that for that person. Um, Is it okay to give a pacifier? Sometimes a problem is only a problem if it's a problem for you. So I don't hate anything. But if you come to me and you're like, my child doesn't sleep and here are all the things that they need to help them to sleep, I'll probably take away the pacifier. But if you come to me and you're like, my baby sleeps, I actually had a a discovery call with the mom who's like, my baby sleeps 12 hours and they sleep like three hours during the day, but they have a pacifier. What do I do? like nothing hang up the phone and love your life and like deal with it later seriously because I I I don't there's I mean really the worst thing that could happen is possible like mouth stuff and maybe some speech stuff later on but most kids you can get rid of a pacifier between two or three so I don't I don't hate it but if you work with me and you have a sleep problem I probably won't keep it I'll be honest just in case we got rid of it yeah that first night <laughs> yeah and then it wasn't then it, it was wasn't fine. as horrible as you thought it was yes I mean, I mean no, the yes first no. night yeah but I think I sometimes it's so funny I could tell people don't feed your baby at night they're like cool no problem I'm like and take away the pacifier they're like not the pacifier <laughs> I don't know what it is there's something about a pacifier I just wanted to take away any crutches because I didn't want to yeah. have to do anything Again, I kind of yes. I want to rip it all off like a bandaid all at yes. once. I didn't want to do it in steps. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. That can be problematic, and a lot of people do want to do it in steps, but it just means like I'm crying because you took away the pacifier. Okay, we've replaced it with that. Now I'm crying because we took away that, and then eventually right. you just wanna, get to the yeah, end cry. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I feel like here's a big one: naps. So this person mm-hmm. is a little specific, but you could probably. Yeah. The answer a little bit more broad. Yeah. How do I get my eight week old to take a decent nap? During, like eight weeks. No one, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How do I get my eight week old to take a decent nap during the day? At the moment I rock him to sleep, I put him down and he literally wakes up every single time. Help. 
Love the helps at the end. I know. <laughs> reminds me of like the readers, like the comic questions or like YM magazine. Yes. Help. 67. Yeah. If you were to like search and like go through my email, the amount of exclamation points is usually high <laughs> between myself and the client. Um, so eight weeks, like newborn sleep is a shit show. I have nothing good to say about it. Um, it's all about survival, really and truly. It is about survival. Uh, we'll have to get, I have a podcast episode called the four month regression is shit and why your baby isn't sleeping. And I really do encourage everyone to listen to it because it explains all of the biology. The quick and dirty is that nobody sleeps through the night. Um, we all wake all night. And so when your baby isn't sleeping through the night, it usually means there's something at the very getting helping them and they need that all through the night. The same goes for a nap. A nap is never like you're lounging for two hours. A nap is actually you connecting a couple of shorter sleep cycles. And during the day, we tend to have shorter sleep cycles. So what happens with especially a newborn, they have shorter sleep cycles. Their sleep is is not even close to resembling an adult or, or even an older baby. So it's all kind of messy for a long time, I would say, even up to three months. Um, I would say find something that works. Like if if you're doing all this work to put your baby down uh, and it's not working, you have a couple of options. One, you just baby wear and deal. Uh, number two, you can try like some swaddling and just putting your baby down happy and alert. And when I tell people that, they're like, whoa, that would never happen. But just try it. Don't put an angry, tired baby down. Put a happy baby down. So when your baby's like, I'm cool. You're like, great, wrap you up, put you down, see what happens. Walk away. Don't do anything and just see what happens. Cause like that is literally what I did with both of my girls and they're good sleepers. Sometimes it did not, it didn't work. They were maniacs and I had to be like, okay, just be on me. Um, but I, I kept doing that over and over and over and over and over again. And you're all going to hate me, but we've never had to sleep train ever because (laughs) it is I mean one time when he was waking for this my first was waking for like an 8 30 p.m feed for no reason and one night I had to let her cry for 20 minutes and it was agony but I that's as hard as it got I mean I all got it back when both of my girls were three they're like guess what you're all rested you had three out three years of rest look at this I'm coming out of my room 70 times (laughs) so it it comes back don't worry so let's say just Going off of that question, for someone, let's say someone has a four-month-old and they sleep through the night, mm-hmm. but their naps are shit. Mm-hmm. Um, are their best practices or so because you really helped me with naps. Oh, but I worked hard. Yeah, it, it, it took work. Yes, it does. It's not easy. No. Um, so between four and six months old, sleep is fairly disorganized for babies. So there, it's all like a switch hasn't been flipped essentially, and some babies are unable to connect cycles during the day. So if you have a four to six month old and they're sleeping like a champ and you're doing everything right and naps are still shit, the chances are it's probably not you. It's your baby's development. And then one day it'll kind of get better. You might notice like one long nap, two shorter naps, and then it's like two longer naps, and then you're probably going to push out that third. Um, so that would be really normal. Um, I get a lot of people who uh, will call me and they're like, well, I help my baby to sleep. They sleep 12 hours, but I don't get that same quality of sleep during the day. But that's probably why, because your baby has a harder time connecting their cycle during the day without melatonin production. So without that little kick from mother nature to help your baby sleep, it's harder for your baby to sleep longer stretches during the day. So I'd want to do a a quick take on everything and make sure that there's no accidental help to sleep, like things like pacifiers that people 
always neglect to tell me about. They're like, no, there's nothing. They have eight pacifiers in their crib, but there's nothing. Right. Like that could potentially be something that's helping. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk about... I just wonder what those women were thinking when they were walking by. Like oh. her initial reaction was... Like <laughs> horror. <laughs> Who knows on this on this trip? <laughs> okay. Do you nurse baby to sleep for naps and bedtime? Did you completely cut out the soother? I'm wondering about when the baby. Okay, this is a good one. Let's let's do the second part. Okay. I wonder when the baby needs comfort during vaccines, mm. teething, colds, etc. Mm. I like that question. So, yeah. um, I always I get this question a lot because people will like have the worst sleep of their life, and then they hire me, and they have the best sleep of their life, and they're literally like, "I will do anything to never screw this up again." What do I do? And so, um. You know, life happens, vaccines happen, sickness happens, your kids will get molars, it'll all be agony. You always go to them, right? Like when your kid is in the throes of sadness and in pain, if you're like, hey, buddy, it's okay. They're not like, I've lost all my sleep skills. I don't know what I'm doing. Like you have to go and help them. So drugs are helpful in these times or Camilla or whatever you're doing. I know I'm, I'm talking about Tylenol and Advil. I'm not talking about like literally drugging your children. Um, but what I mean by that is, you know, new parents, and I was one of them, I was so nervous about ever giving my child a Tylenol for teething. And then by my second, I was like, oh, I totally know way better because it'll either work or it won't, right? So if your kid is having a crappy day, you're like, is it teething? If you give drugs that day and nothing works, it's probably not teething and they're just angry. But if they're like, hey, I'm back, then you're like, okay, so give it a shot and don't feel guilty, okay? You're not doing anything wrong. Advil and Tylenol does not make your baby sleep. Uh, contrary, the people would be like, oh, they slept, but they had the Advil. I'm like, <laughs> that's not what it does. It's an anti-inflammatory. And if it did that, I wouldn't exist. So um, don't be afraid of that. And talk to your doctor about the right dosage and the right drugs for your baby. Um, some people swear by Camilla as well. That could be an option for you. Uh, so drugs are okay. And and colds are the same. Like if you have, if I have a cold, I feel like shit. My body is achy. Everything is sore. Don't be afraid before bed. I always prioritize um like sleep over anything. So I, if my kids feel like garbage before bed, I'll give them some Advil or Tylenol. Um, and then if they're really sad in the middle of the night, like let's say they're, they can't breathe, I would go sit with them until they're calm. When they're calm, I would try putting them down again because when we're sick, we have an overwhelming urge to want to sleep. If your kid is really not having it, a little bit of help while they're in the throes of insanity usually doesn't put you off. But at the, at the very least, let's say you do help them to sleep because it's crappy for everyone. You just get back on track when they're better, yeah. right? You can't, you can't leave your baby, no. right? Yeah. So I, it's always okay to go to your kids. Such a, that's why I love you. <laughs> so good. Thank okay. you. Is it actually okay to not feed my five-month-old when she's waking once in the night to eat? I want her to learn good sleeping habits, but I'm scared I'm depriving her of food. Mm -hmm. This is like back to the, you should talk to your doctor question because, um, I think some, sometimes people get frustrated with me cause they're like, Oh, uh, should I night feed? And I'm like, I have no idea. Like, I don't know anything about your baby. Um, generally if you're feeding your baby once or twice a night and there's no other issues, you're fine then continue feeding them. But if you're feeding your baby like seven times a night and 
you know, they're napping all day, there's probably something that we could pull back on there. Um, but hard to know. Sometimes, like for a five-month-old, it would be very normal for them to be eating at night. Right. Yeah. And then if someone was giving their baby, let's say, a dream feed mm -hmm. because they just they think that maybe it's helping them sleep longer. Is mm -hmm. that something that you would say, like you would just say cut out for a few days and see or dream feeds are funny things because dream feeds are something that we are, we are kind of forcing and the child doesn't get to decide when they stop night feeding. So we might actually be kicking ourselves in the ass later on. Cause if we're like, okay, and, and by the way, if you're dream feeding, there's no judgment. I did dream feeds for both of my kids before I knew. You're like, great. I do all. But hear, but hear me out. So like it's either a problem or it's not, right? Um, the issue that – so like for me – I need, I, I'm selling you my services. And if I tell you to do a thing that I know could potentially be shit later on, I won't do that. So the reason why dream feeds can be tricky is like, let's say this is your baby's brain. And so for people listening, you don't know what I'm doing, but I'm basically like, this is your baby's brain. And at some time at between four and six months, they're like, oh, I can night feed because I need it. And I have no association and I'm not hooking. My behavior is not hooking onto feeding and sleeping. Does that make sense so far? Okay. So then you're dream feeding, you're dream feeding, and it's not a problem and things are great. And then one time as you get like closer to six or seven months, when you're dream feeding, you have to wake up your baby. Okay. So like, even if your baby looks asleep, if they're sucking, there's something in their brain, the sleep cycle is opened. And so they've, they fed to sleep at some time in this development, they will start to remember that. And then they will be like, Oh, and then all of a sudden it's like, I wake seven times. I remember that. I like that. And these parents are like, Oh my God, what happened? And then, so it's, I'm usually taking away the dream feed. Um, so it's just insurance for you. For now, I'm sure it's fine. Ooh, let's do a live question. Yeah, go yes. for it. So on that point, because that was the question I had. Um, I had dream feed my first. Yeah. And he was like an angel baby. Now I have a sweet little monster baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if I took away that, if she wakes in the night, would I just feed her and then... I actually, yeah, I'm a bigger fan of aware feeds than dream feeds because if your baby is waking to eat the food and saying, I want to eat, I'm hungry, they, if she's eight months, we'll have to talk. I'll have to, I'll have to get a, a deep dive, but let's say she's like five or six months and she's waking. She's probably going to eventually when she's ready, push out that feed and you won't have to night wean. The majority of, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. It totally happens. But the majority of my four to six months old clients, I say, call me at like seven, eight months. If you're still night feeding, I would be surprised. I maybe heard of from three people total because they push it out on their own when they're ready. No, I'm not saying that. It, we'd have to figure out what's happening. It's like it's not so simplistic because right now she might legitimately need that. Right. So I need more information. Um, eventually, when you do take it away, there will probably be some tears. Uh, but you can check. You can be with her. It doesn't have to be like, peace out. Oh, we 
you you can you you can do that as well yeah but you also probably i think where people falter is they're like okay screw it i'm not going in that's it and then you make that call and you're like i don't care and then it actually happens and you're like i need a plan i need a plan i want to go in but i don't know i'm in i'm in i'm feeding i'm feeding and then that's what happens every time resonates with everybody so it's like I get a lot of people who call me and they'll be like, how do I do just cry it out? I'm like, look, you can do that. The reason why it doesn't work is because no one can actually do it. So we should have a plan for the check to be like, you know what? It was hard. And when it was hard, I did the check and I did the check and they were okay. And then I left and I knew what to do next. And that's yeah. really going to be your game changer. Yeah. <laughs> Having the plan was game changing. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the middle, 3 a.m., nobody makes good decisions. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And you should never, like, if you yell at your husband or your husband yells at you at 3 a.m., it doesn't count. Yeah. You should have a no, rule. It does not. I mean, count. it depends. Like, if your husband's, like, doing bad things at 3 a.m., that counts. <laughs> but I'm saying you know what I mean. Just feed the baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, at least your husband waits because my husband would wake up and be like, great night. I was like, I was up six times. I will murder you. <laughs> you may not wake up tomorrow. Stab. Uh-huh. That's amazing. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. Okay, this is such a good question. If you again were to stalk my email inbox in April in May, like I love the summer. I also hate the summer because people are like, oh my god, my child is waking up five o'clock. Like literally everyone. Early mornings, early mornings, early mornings. And a lot of it has to do with sunlight. Um, so people don't want to get addicted to blackout blinds. You can't get addicted to blackout blinds. If your kid sleeps, they'll sleep everywhere. What things like white noise and blackout blinds can do is it will help you literally block out that light that tells your baby and your brain to wake up. So even if you had the blackest of blackout blinds, we are creatures of the sun. So just pay attention to your behavior. Don't even look at your baby. Just think about what you do. So in the springtime, like I, it, right now, I cannot be up before seven. I can't. My body will not let me. I am a monster. <laughs> and in the summer, I'm like 6 a.m., whatever. I can be up because there's something that we're biologically attuned to. So your kids are really um, affected by sun. You'll find this a lot with newborns who have their nights and days mixed up. A big way to fix that is sun, sun exposure. Um, if you are traveling, I, sun exposure will help regulate your circadian rhythm, tell your body when night and day is have less jet lag. Um, and sun can fuck up your spring. It will. It'll like make your kid wake up between four and six and you'll all email me. <laughs> and then please just go to my podcast in early mornings. And I won't take an early morning client. It's really rare because a lot of the times it's like, 
your kid just wakes up at five or six. And there are lots of people who wake up at five or six really normally. So if your child is sleeping between 10 and like 12 hours and sleeping really well and on their own during the day, we're literally, you're asking me to get blood from a tournament. Like, I'm like, I, here are my free tips, try these. And if you've done all of that, then it's probably what it is. Yeah, and, it's like yes. Yeah. So your kids should start, I mean, daylight savings time ruins our whole life, but you have two glorious months of September and October before daylight savings where it's so dark that your kids, my kids were sleeping and they were sleeping until almost eight and that never happens. And I was loving it. Yeah. I have tangents or piggybacks to the questions you just answered. Yeah. For the one where you're talking about, okay, besides you're done to feed, but you can't really commit to it, mm -hmm. but you, let's say you go and you offer other comfort and then behavior escalates and mm -hmm. they're up for just as long after you go in versus when you go in. Is that still considered like successful comforting, even if the behavior escalates or at that point, are you just better off not going in? And then secondary to when you're like, some kids are just early risers. Let's say a baby wakes at 530 and they won't go back to bed, mm -hmm. but if you feed them, they will go back to bed for another two hours. Mm -hmm. Are they really done sleeping at mm -hmm. that point? If they would go back to bed or are they just like sleeping extra because you fed them? So uh, I'm going to try to answer it. I really want to answer that question first, the, but I'll answer it first. So the escalate, so it depends on where you are. Like I would say that if you've decided, okay, I've talked to my doctor, my child does not need to night feed. They're night feeding out of comfort. It's not about that. All I'm going to do it. Um, if you're going to do that, you need to understand two things that are happening. So there's a part like, has anyone here read The Whole Brain Child? If you have, it just, you will once your kids are all two and they're like, you're a jerk. And you're like, uh, what's whole, I need to know how to deal with you. And Whole Brain <laughs> Child will be an amazing book for you to read. Um, have you read it, Teaching? No, it's really good. Okay, so Dan Siegel talks about your upstairs and your downstairs brain. And one, I call it like, your conscious brain that I'm talking to you, my conscious brain, and then there's my unconscious brain that I don't know is there and it's just like chilling and is taking in everything around me. So when you're doing these checks, that baby's conscious brains can be real pissed off at you because they see you and they're like, you do the help, help me. So they see you, hey, you're leaving, why are you leaving? You're definitely, and it's like, da, 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 right? But the unconscious brain is like, hey, we're cool. Mom and dad are here, we're safe. And that's what we were speaking to during those checks. So when people talk to me, hi. When people talk to me about like, oh, when I go in, it's just, it makes it worse. I see still think there's values in checks. I do. I really believe that. So I think that we need to be speaking to that unconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are instances and there are circumstances where there's been so much off and on sleep training that actually your checks are now they're uh, stimulating. There's or parents are going in every five minutes. Hi, 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 and the baby's like, Ugh! and like there's a lot. And then maybe I would say in extreme circumstances, and maybe only three times ever, I've told parents not to go in at all. Um, I do think that there's a room, there's a space for that. It's just not where I would start. Um, your second question about early rising. Like if you, if I were to get up, let's say I get up naturally at six o'clock. If, you know, my husband were to be like, shh, I'd cozy up back and go back to bed because that's really comforting and I love it. But my natural wake is probably around six. So when I hear that, it's like, 
maybe they could use the extra sleep. Um, but they also, if you have to do that every time, there's probably something else in the day that's they need that help to sleep. Does that make sense? I would just give it a shot not doing it and see how they adjust. Because if you were to like lull me to sleep, I would I would do it every time. Every time. <laughs> awesome. Okay, it just got real quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Live question? Yeah. Oh. Are they feeding in the middle of the night? Um I'm like your like classic candy for the five month old that I go to when she needs it. And she goes right back to bed. Yeah. 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 She goes right back to bed, so she probably needs to feed. Yeah. Sometimes she'll wake up with a pill. Yeah. She's probably, it's one of those things. This is literally the only thing I can't control. And babies will, I'll like nail this like baby's nights and everything's awesome. And they fall asleep great for naps and they poop in their naps. And I'm like, I don't know what to do to help you there. If they are feeding at night, it means their digestive system is pretty active. It's probably, it might happen. It's really normal to happen. Uh, if you suspect, suspect a poo, go in, change back down and out. She's really good at that. She'll go right back to bed. Yeah. I feel like or just like, you know, and still feed, just allow her to, to tell you when she's over it. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would change a poo. A pee is fine. Yeah. They don't even, yeah. A poo. Well, they probably, they probably are. Yeah. No. I'm saying, like, how does some of the Overnight diapers. Yeah. Change your diapers. For those who can't hear, we're talking about yeah. poos <laughs> in diapers overnight. Yeah. And it's, it is. There was one week where Lily was waking up with yeah. giant, well, not waking up. I would wake, like, she'd wake up in her morning. Yeah. And I'd change her diaper and she'd, yeah. she'd shit in there. Yeah. But she never, yeah, she never woke up. Yeah. Exactly. Well, guys, we're at, I like to keep my podcast to the time of a crap nap. So it's at 31 minutes and this is, you know, it's not too bad. Um, so I'd like to thank you all for coming. This was super awesome. I hope this sound recording works. actually works. Uh, and uh, you should be seeing this in season three. So um, I'm dropping, I have season two out now. It's coming out every Friday. Season three should be dropping January, February, um, along with my online courses that are coming out in January. So if you guys um, are up at 4 a.m. and I have a wait list till Tuesday, you can be like, now, I'm doing it now. And then you'll have a plan, that plan. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Slumber Party. If you're ready to help your little one get the sleep that they need and get your nights back while you're at it, make sure to check out Amanda's signature DIY sleep training courses or work with her directly. For more details, head over to babiesbestsleep.com. Don't forget to hit subscribe, like, and review. Happy sleeping, everyone. <laughs>